Hey everyone, welcome back to Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris. And I'm Chelsea. And today we are on episode 16 of the podcast. Let's go. Let's go. We got the NFL draft coming this Thursday. This should be getting up to you guys by Wednesday. So I know we don't have much time, but today we wanted to put in our mock drafts for the top 10 picks of the 2021 NFL draft. Indeed. I mean, we took a bit of a hiatus there, didn't we? Yeah. A couple months off, but we're back. We're ready. I'm fiery. Chris has opinions. Let's go. You know, honestly, it's kind of funny because like looking back, like as we've been going through this, I don't know if anyone listening has kind of noticed this, but whenever um, I have an opinion on something, it tends to be like, <laughs> okay, we're going to, we'll see what, let, let's say someone makes a trade, right? We just go, I'm like, you know what? We'll see if this trade works out. You know, I, I'm not sure. And then there's Chelsea here who's just like, this is a stupid trade. What are we doing with this? What is going on here? That's and so just, true. And I'm just like, you know, maybe we'll see what happens. And I guarantee if there's some baffling draft picks or trades this week, I'm excited for next week. Yeah, I, I am just, you know, opinionated and loud. And it just be like that. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're hype. Episodes are going to be coming out uh, weekly once again because the season's starting to ramp back up, you know. So we are excited to, you know, start back and start producing content again. And, you know, we hope you, you guys are excited too. Side note, we are trimming the size of episodes because it was just too long. We realized that you guys told us they were too long. We were tired after recording them. Our brains hurt quite a lot. Mm. I would end episodes with a headache. So, no more. Hopefully the max will be 45 minutes, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to be cutting that down just because there's just a lot of stuff looking back like I feel like we just didn't need to include. I would really. concur with that. Like our super deep in-depth game overviews where we literally talk about like every major play that happened not that that's bad and not that that doesn't serve a purpose but when you're covering eight games that's a little much <laughs> i fully agree but well let's go ahead and hop into our top 10 picks for our mock draft so i'd say the best way for us to go about this chelsea is that you name your number one pick i'll name mine and then you name your second, I'll name my second, and all that stuff. So let's, makes sense to me. Let's go at it. So, Chelsea, who is your number one pick this year? I think this is a real tough one. Oh, yeah. You know, this is going to be the most surprising pick of my entire mock draft. In case anyone is seriously wondering who this out of nowhere player that is going to be picked first is, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence because it, of <gasps> course, it is. This should surprise no one. If anyone tries to argue this at this point, just get out. This is you're just you're just too much, okay? Shocked Pikachu face. <gasps> yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. That's my number one pick. I don't think we have to spend much time on this one. This I will say though. Like... Side note: As a Colts fan, my heart is sad 
because I really like Trevor Lawrence, but he's going to the Jags, which are in my division, which means I'm going to have to deal with him for the next 19 years. It's fine. Everything's fine. But he is, what, the the most recent generational quarterback coming out of college since Andrew Luck, I believe. So shout out. Shout out to Andrew. We miss you in Indy. It's a plea for help right there for any truly. I mean, hey, hey, it's all right. It's all right. He still has his book club. He's living life. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, I just don't think there's much chance Trevor Lawrence gets passed up here. I think if you're the Jags GM or whoever's picking these things for them and you don't take Trevor Lawrence, I think that's just a bad idea because, you know, there is this part of me that wonders with all these quarterbacks this year, are they going to be, you know, who's going to be the best like will it be the number one pick it's pretty rare to actually find the number one pick being the best qb so that's true i mean but, but i, I think mean with this case it's like trevor lawrence has proven himself to be a number one pick and if you don't pick him you're crazy right and i mean you know at the beginning when the first mock drafts were being made you know people were you know with their conspiracy theories were like okay guys so urban meyer is the head coach. You know who Urban Meyer coached? Justin Fields. This obviously means Justin Fields is going to the Jaguars. As a die-hole, die-hard Colts fan, I cannot deny the fact that for a few weeks, I really wanted that to be true and totally believed it because I just really didn't want Trevor Lawrence to go to the Jaguars. But unfortunately, you know, I've come to terms with the fact that we're going to have to deal with him twice a year, every year for many years. So, you know, it'd be like that. If you're the Jags and you pass on Trevor Lawrence, that is the most Jaguars move you could make in the history of your franchise. So why don't you just not do that and just take him and make it be easy? Fair enough. All right. Second pick. Chelsea, who do you got for the number two pick? See, this one frustrates me because I have Zach Wilson being picked here. Because, you know, that's the consensus, you know, everyone is talking about how, you know, the Jets are sold on Zach Wilson, et cetera, et cetera. Personally, I, I, I don't think that this should happen. I think that Justin Fields should go to here because I think that he is clearly better. But, you know, Jags front o- or Jets front office, you know, doesn't agree. They're sold on Zach Wilson. Um I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to pan out for them. If he didn't, that would be very Jets of them to take a quarterback at two that wouldn't pan out. You know, of course, I hope he pans out because, you know, you don't ever want to wish for people to fail. But it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what ends up happening there because Sam Darnold, he's gone. So this team is going to be Zach Wilson's team. So, you know, he is either going to, you know, take this team places that it has never been or it's going to stay right where it is and they're going to have the second pick next year too. So we'll see. All right. I, so I, I want to preface my mock draft by saying this. Um, this isn't something I necessarily am 100% certain will happen. This is a kind of mock draft where for me, I personally looked at it as this is a realm of possibility of what you could potentially see on Thursday night. So I actually picked the Jets to pick Justin Fields. I don't really see why he went down in draft stock. I mean, he didn't have a great championship game. We're not going to argue that. But other than that, he was good through the year. And I know they had a very short year last year in college football. But I still think overall the Jets need a QB. And 
I mean, why not Justin Fields? He's shown for the past couple of years that he's good. So my thought is I could see the Jets taking Fields over Zach Wilson in this case. I mean, I think if the Jets want to have, you know, decades of success, you take Justin Fields. But, I mean, he's definitely not as risky as um, Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson is, you know, a little bit more explosive than Justin Fields, but I still don't know if that justifies taking him over Fields. But, you know, we'll see. If they end up taking Justin Fields, the whole first round is going to shatter because everyone thinks that Lawrence is going to go first and that, you know, Wilson is going to go second. And if the Jets take Fields, it's going to be crazy on Thursday night. So, you know, part of me, small part of me hopes that's actually what happens because then it would be chaotic and fun. But I don't think it will. All right. Well, the number three pick, Chelsea, who do you got? So 49ers, right, they traded up to three, presumably to get a quarterback because they have Jimmy Garoppolo currently. He was injured, you know, last year. We saw some Nick Mullins action. Not that promising. No hatred on Nick Mullins, but they need a quarterback. You know, Garoppolo hasn't looked great there for, you know, the bit of time he's been there. And, you know, he's just, he was kind of a filler guy, you know, looking back. I mean, you know, you know, looking back is 2020, you know, 2020 vision. So, you know, I think they thought that he was going to pan out, be a really good starter for a long time, but it just hasn't appeared to happen that way. So, you know, consensus, I mean, it was a consensus, not anymore. I still have the 49ers taking Mac Jones here, which personally I think is also dumb. I remember when the first draft, when the first mock drafts came out and people had Zach or not Zach Wilson, they had Mac Jones going like 19th like in the teens, early 20s, and now somehow he might go third. Not denying that he's a bad quarterback at all. Um, I don't think that he should go third. But, you know, there's been a lot of news this week that the 49ers are, you know, still doing their due diligence on all the quarterbacks. And they said that there were five quarterbacks at their position that they have scouted and are think are worth it. And people on TV were really confused. They were like, five? what do you mean? There's only Justin Fields and Trey Lance and Mac Jones. And I'm like, they're obviously talking about Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson too, like five, you know, they're not going to get either of those two, but you know, you do your due diligence in case something crazy happens, but yeah, I haven't taken Mac Jones. Apparently they're super indecisive, but that could also be a smoke screen. Wouldn't surprise me if they took, you know, Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I mean, honestly, it could be any of the three at this point. I don't think anyone really knows. But I'm still going to go with Mac Jones, even though I think that they shouldn't take him at three. But I think they will. Yeah, I'm also going to go with that they pick Mac Jones. I, you know, their trade-up was interesting. I don't blame them that for wanting a quarterback. Oh, yeah, I, no. They definitely need one. I think Garoppolo, he's shown what he can do. And obviously, with a good enough team around him, can even show that he's shown that they can get to and even win a Super Bowl in a lot of ways like they were very close to winning that thing and they just stopped running the ball but indeed Rip. I think that and some would argue that you know their quarterbacking kind of cost them the Super Bowl I don't really know if I want to go that far but I can kind of see the argument that Garoppolo didn't play well by the end of the game but I think 
we got to look at with Mac Jones. I mean, I could see, I could see the 49ers taking him. I think I read that it's between Lance and Jones for them. That's what I have read as far as rumors and reports. Um, so it's really kind of a coin toss to who they pick. I mean, it's it's kind of like what type of quarterback do you want at this point? Yeah, I feel like that's mm-hmm. the thing with these guys. Like, I don't know if all of them are going to end up great. I mean, the the chances are that one or two of them will end up really good. And the rest kind of just who knows what happens to them. They may not be bad. I don't know. I mean, it could happen that they're all good, but let's be honest, it just rarely ever happens. So I think that with the Mac Jones deal, I could see it. I think it's just pretty much what type of quarterback do they want when it comes to these two? Because quarterback, in my opinion, is a little bit of a crapshoot when it comes to picking in the NFL draft. You don't truly know who's going to be great because it's probably the hardest, if not, or one of the hardest, if not the hardest position to pick when it comes to the draft. And it's because quarterback is just very different from college to the pros. Tom Brady wasn't that, wasn't anywhere near the number one pick. But now he's the greatest of all time, which I know people listening who have watched football have heard that story a billion times by now. But look at other quarterbacks. Russell Wilson was second or he was in the second round. Um, We've got Patrick Mahomes was the 10th pick. Deshaun Watson was the 12th, I think. And so it's just kind of like we'll see. But I feel like that's kind of what it is right now for the 49ers is okay, well, what type of quarterback do we want to fit in our system? Right. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I think looking at Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance, like, I think that Fields and Lance are more similar to each other than either of those are with Mac Jones. But even between them, they have differences. Um, So each of the quarterbacks, they kind of fulfill a different archetype. So it really just depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a, you know, a really accurate game manager, like that's Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones had the highest completion percentage last year in college football. So, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, that's your guy. If you're looking for someone who's not as polished, but has a ton of potential and is willing to sit behind Garofalo for a year, Trey Lance can be your guy, you know, you sit him behind a seasoned veteran for a year or two, get him some experience, throw him in there. I mean, he could be really, really good. I mean, he opted out of, you know, the season last year, but the year before that he threw zero interceptions. So his ceiling is super high. You know, it wasn't against, you know, power five conference teams, obviously, but being able to throw zero interceptions at all playing for a college football team, that's pretty crazy. And it rarely happens. So he has a really high ceiling. So if you're willing to wait a year or two, you could take him. If you want someone who's already polished and who has, you know, experience in big moments, you know, might not be the best at first, but you could throw right in. I mean, you take Justin Fields. So, I mean, really, you know, any of them could start and all of them present, you know, their different, you know, things that they're good at, things that they aren't so good at. But I've heard a lot of people say that they think that Mac Jones is kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense that, you know, a lot of people were unhappy with how Jimmy Garoppolo fared over his career with the 49ers so far. Like he definitely had his moments where he was really good. 
But for the most part, I don't think he really lived up to expectations. And people are kind of saying like, oh, like Mac Jones is just a mini Jimmy Garoppolo, which, you know, he may or may not be. You haven't seen him play in the NFL, so you can't really make, you know, a concrete statement and be like, he is absolutely like Jimmy Garoppolo and is going to be mediocre at best. Like, you just can't say that because you haven't seen him play. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think that this is definitely going to be the most exciting pick of the whole draft because the 49ers pick right here is going to determine how the next 10 to 15 picks fall in the draft in the first round, which could either help a lot of teams or completely shatter some game plans in those war rooms. So it'll be very interesting to see which direction they go here. Regardless, I hope whoever they pick works out and is really good, but we'll just have to see at this point. All right. Got some interesting things with their pick. So at number four, we've got the Falcons. I'll go ahead on this one. I think that in my mock draft, I've got Trey Lance actually going to the Falcons. Maybe, um, you know, Trey Lance's play style interests Atlanta. And if he's available, I could see them potentially taking him. I think that Trey Lance is, I mean, his, his play style, I mean, it's, a, it's different from Matt Ryan, and maybe they want a little bit of an offensive culture change. So I, I could very much see the Falcons picking Trey Lance, assuming that he is not picked by the 49ers. I don't think he'll get picked by the Jets. So I think it's pretty much if he doesn't get picked at three, I think the Falcons might very well take him at four. Right. Yeah, for the Falcons, I have them taking Justin Fields because I think Mac Jones is going to get taken by the 49ers. And if Justin Fields goes to the Falcons, this is a steal for the Falcons because Matt Ryan is still good enough to start for a year or two. If you really wanted to, you could sit Fields behind a guy who's been to a Super Bowl. Yes, we know how it went. It was bad. But the guy has played in the league for a ton of years, has a ton of experience, has seen pretty much every system you know, played against, you know, pretty much every, you know, play design. So, I mean, you can learn so much from a guy like Matt Ryan. You know, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, you know, the Falcons are going to see if they can, you know, squeeze another four or five years out of Matt Ryan. Let's get him some offensive weapons and see if he can do something with them. So, I, you know, I've seen, you know, star tight end Kyle Pitts, you know, going here in some mock drafts. I've seen some top wide receivers, et cetera. But I think that this is the year to take a quarterback and next year, like, don't get me wrong. Like there are going to be some good quarterbacks next year, but the level of talent for the quarterback position this year versus next year, there's quite a significant gap, at least at this point, obviously we haven't seen the guys play yet, but if Justin Fields falls to the Falcons at four, you can't not take him. You, you just can't. Like, I get that Kyle Pitts is going to be really good. Like, I get that Jamar Chase is going to be really good. That Devontae Smith, you know, won the Heisman and is super talented. Like, I get that. But, you know, Matt Ryan has been solid his whole career. He hasn't been spectacular. He's had his good moments. He's had his bad moments. He's had his great moments, you know, like any guy. But, you know, I think that the tide might be turning in Atlanta and I think they're going to start transitioning out of the Matt Ryan era and into something new. And I just don't think that they can justify not taking a guy like Justin Fields if he falls to them because he's just too good to pass up. All right. I guess we can see 
what'll happen there. At number five, the Bengals pick. So I'll go with this one. I actually think that the Bengals will pick an offensive lineman. I think they're going to pick Sewell. Is that how you say his name? Sorry. Yeah, Sewell. Sewell. Look, this is a pick where, I mean, the Bengals need help on their offensive line. Joe Burrow is getting murdered. He was murdered when he was there last year. They need help. And I really think if the Bengals are going to get better, they have to get that interior line good. They have to make sure that their quarterback has time to throw the ball because I don't know if you guys watched last year, but when he was throwing the ball, he looked pretty good at it. So I think that Sewell is going to be their pick if they're smart to do this. I don't know if they'll do it, but I really, if I'm the Bengals, I'm really looking at getting Sewell here. He's the highest rated offensive lineman. And I know that's a high pick, but you know, we've also seen some offensive linemen go high before. I mean, look at Quentin Nelson. He panned out. Okay. I'd say. Exactly. So I really think that they need to make sure Joe Burrow is protected. And I think this is the pick that they'll go with. And I think it's the smartest pick to go with, to be honest. See, I agree with you. I agree with every single thing that you just said, but I don't think that the Bengals are going to do it, (laughs) even though they should. And even though we saw Joe Burrow get harassed on literally every single play last year before he got hurt, apparently Joe Burrow is petitioning the Bengals to take wide receiver Jamar Chase, which if you know anything about Jamar Chase, you know that he played with Joe Burrow in college at LSU. You know that they not only dominated Clemson in the title game together, Joe Burrow loves himself some Jamar Chase. He loves throwing the ball to Jamar Chase. And if I'm Joe Burrow, I would want Jamar Chase too. He's my pal. I played with him. I dominated college football with him. I get it. Makes sense to me. I think that they're going to take Jamar Chase, but I don't think that they should. I think they should take Sewell. Because Jamar Chase can't block on the line. And that's what they need. Do they need receivers? Yes. Do they need Joe Burrow to not get a season-ending injury again even more? Yes. So I think they should take Sewell. But I don't think that they will. And I think that's dumb. And that is all I have to say. Her point has been made. (laughs) But... All right, number six, we've got the Dolphins. Who do you have? Chelsea going at number six. I have Kyle Pitts going here. And yes, I know the Dolphins already have Mike Gusecki, who is a solid player. You know, he's not the best, but he's solid. And, you know, that's great. But, I mean, looking at someone like Kyle Pitts, you want to get Tua some help, right? You don't need a quarterback if you're the Dolphins, even though there was that weird controversy for a few weeks where people were like, Tua's not that good. Are they going to take a quarterback? No way they'll take a quarterback. They're going to take a quarterback. And it was this whole thing that went on, and it was the dumbest thing either, ever, because they're not going to take a quarterback. They have Tua. But I think they're going to take Pitts. Pitts is essentially a wide receiver playing tight end. He dominated college football last year, and I know that taking a tight end top 10 is pretty controversial. Um, There have been a lot of really good tight ends that have come way later than top 10. And there have been some tight ends picked in the top 10 that have been very bad. So I know it's, you know, 
not something that we see a lot. Kind of like taking a running back in the top 10. Like if someone takes a running back in the top 10, people are like, <gasps> a running back in the top 10. You can get so many good ones in round five. Why would you do that? Kind of the same thing. But I think the Kyle Pitts is something that, you know, Tua needs. You throw Kyle Pitts in there with Tua, Tua goes, my guy. And he throws it to him six times, eight times a game. And he scores touchdowns every game. And that's what Tua needs. He needs some playmakers. So, yeah, I got Kyle Pitts going to the Dolphins. They have other needs, obviously, but they need to get Tua some help. And if they want to make sure that Tua pans out and is really good for them, they need to build around him. So I think that they take Pitts here. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think that the Dolphins at six will pick Kyle Pitts. I think it's a smart pick for them. They're trying to, you know, if they believe in Tua, then they're going to, they're going to pick weapons to help him out. And I think Kyle Pitts could be a good one for them. He's obviously a very highly rated tight end. So I think that this is a smart move for them. And that the, cause honestly, if you look at the dolphins offense last year, it, it struggled a lot. It, you know, it just didn't look that good. And I know part of that's on Tua, but I mean, overall, sometimes your offense just needs improvements. And they were a team that was slowly getting better last year. You know, they were really good on defense and okay on offense. Times they looked pretty good. I think against the Cardinals, they looked pretty good on offense. But overall, I still, I think that they need to improve their offense off than their offensive capabilities. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to be the guy that could help them do that. It was also kind of weird for the Dolphins last year because their head coach was like, hey, you're not doing that good. Here's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick came in and was super good and won them games. Then he was like, never mind, Ryan, you're not the the starting quarterback of this team. And then he put Tua back in and then Tua would be bad. And he put Ryan Fitzpatrick back in. So it was just kind of a weird thing that they were doing. And, you know, they Mm. almost made the playoffs doing it. So, you know, you know, yeah, however you get there, I guess. But this year, there's not going to be any of that because Fitz magic is gone. So it is all on Tua, and Tua needs some help. So, yeah, I think they're going to take a tight end here who's essentially a wide receiver and run some nice two tight end sets with him and Gasecki next year. It'll be nice. All right. At number seven, we have the Lions picking. So, Chelsea, who do you have for number seven? So since I think that the Dolphins will dumbly take Jamar Chase at five, I have Lions taking Vontae Smith at seven. Uh, the Lions lost um, Gall- Galladay and Jones, I believe, both in free agency. So their wide receiver depth is sad currently. Uh, Devontae Smith just won the Heisman and is arguably the best wide receiver was arguably the best wide receiver in college football last year, if you count Jamar Chase. If you don't come out, count Jamar Chase, he was unarguably the best receiver. Um, Devontae Smith gets a lot of hate for his size and his skinniness and him not having a lot of weight, but he had 1,800 yards and a ton of touchdowns being small. So if anyone tries to use his size as an excuse to not draft him, they're just missing out and that's just dumb because I mean the dude won the Heisman playing against some of the best defenses in the country you know at 160 pounds I think it's like 167 is what he is exactly or something but yeah I think that they go take Devontae Smith here pair him with their brand new christened Jared Goff 
in Detroit. Put him up there with TJ Hawkinson and make some noise on offense on occasion. So, yeah, I have him landing there. All right. I've got Jamar Chase going to the Lions, assuming that, you know, like that he's not picked yet. I think that Jamar Chase, he is supposedly the number one wide receiver draft prospect coming out this year. And so the Lions just lost Kenny Galladay. So they need help at that wide receiver. And they've got Jared Goff coming in. And what better way to help out your new quarterback than put him with a shiny new top 10 wide receiver? So I think that Jamar Chase, assuming that, you know, what plays out in my mock draft happens, he will go to the Lions. I gotcha. Sounds good. All right. Number eight. So I can start out with this one. And to a lot of people, this is kind of a shocker, but obviously yet again, if this plays out like I think it could, then I could easily see this happening is my eighth pick is for the Panthers to take quarterback Zach Wilson. If he is there, take him. There is literally not much of a reason not to because what about Sam Darnold? All right. Sam Darnold. (laughs) Here's the thing. He can be good. He could be. We don't, you don't completely just give up on him, but if Zach Wilson is there, you take him. Then people are like, well, then you have Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and Zach Wilson on the team. Good. Let them compete for the starting position, and whoever's best gets to start. And I know some people think, well, that's going to shoot Sam Darnold's confidence. You know, It's like, all right, man, the whole point of the NFL is competition. It's being better than your competition. So... I personally think a quarterback tryout is not showing lack of faith. It's showing, all right, who's going to work harder? Who's going to play better? And I see no problem with this personally. Teddy Bridgewater, an okay like quarterback, he sometimes plays well. In crunch time, he didn't look so good. That's your, he could be your quote unquote like worst option, I guess. Like of those three guys, like, you're not looking too bad. And I really think if Zach Wilson is there, the Panthers should take him. They are still looking for that franchise quarterback. And if Zach Wilson has that potential to do that, then why not take a chance on him? What do you really have to lose? I mean, yes, you could lose, you could miss out on maybe a key skill position player or a key defensive or um, interior offensive line player. That is true. You could miss out on that, but the risk and reward here, like the risk for taking Zach Wilson, if he's there at this case is like not much at all. Like you take him, he doesn't pan out. You tried, you still have two other guys that can at least that we know can at least play at an NFL level. You know what I'm saying? So I think if he's there, the Panthers should take him. If he's there, I know a lot of people be like, no way he's there, but this is my mock draft. So, ha. This is my mock draft. You can hate on it if you want. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying this is a potential. This is a real possibility, in my opinion, that these picks kind of end up the way they do. But then again, we could see trades. So that also forgot to mention, this is like not including trades because yeah. those are kind of hard to predict. So that just would have overcomplicated things. Like we are fully aware that the chances of the Patriots trading up into the top 10 to take Justin Fields. Like, obviously, we are aware that that, you know, is 
the probability of that happening is quite high. We just chose to not include trades because honestly, there could be like five trades in the top 10. Yeah. And you know, that was just too much for me. So we just didn't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's who I got. Chelsea, what do you got? So at nine or at eight? Oh, at eight, I have the Panthers taking Trey Lance. Which I can agree with po that. Potential starter, like I was talking about a little bit earlier. Super high ceiling, um, not as polished just because he didn't play in a Power 5 conference. He didn't play last year. So definitely probably not a guy you could just throw in the fire on week one and hope it pans out. Like he'd probably have to sit a bit. But I mean, like you are talking about, they have Teddy Bridgewater, who, you know, he's a mediocre quarterback, but he's been in the league a good bit. He's a veteran. He knows how things work. He's a mentor. He's a good guy. He can talk to him. You got Sam Darnold, who honestly is close in age to Trey Lance, so they can relate to each other. They can learn and work and grow together. If Sam Darnold ends up being just as bad as he was last year, whatever. Don't sign his fifth-year contract and cut him loose. You spent a couple picks on him. Oh, well, didn't work out. He was young, took a chance on him, whatever. You know, Teddy Bridgewater probably isn't going to start for this team again unless people get injured. So even if Sam Darnold doesn't work out, you got Teddy, throw him in there. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks the Panthers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. So throwing Teddy in there isn't going to be jeopardizing some Super Bowl run, right? But, you know, after, you know, six games, you know, 12 games, maybe a year, you take, Trey Lance, throw him in there after he has some NFL experience, worked with some coaches, been mentored, et cetera. I think he could be really, really good for the Panthers. I mean, he is explosive. He is exciting. He threw zero interceptions the last season he played, which is just crazy. I can't think of the last time that an NFL court or that a college quarterback didn't throw an interception, regardless of the competition they're playing. That's just crazy. That never happens. But I think that he has the potential to be really, really good. I mean, imagine a super solid Trey Lance paired with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that would be pretty awesome. So, I mean, can't really argue with that. Um, but, yeah, I don't think, like I said, I don't think he, he's someone you just go play in the NFL and get chuck him in there and hope everything works out all right. Like, I don't think that's what would happen. But... I don't know. I just have a feeling. I think that he could be really good. And it wouldn't surprise me if he was really bad either. I hope he's not. But I think that he could be solid. And I think Panthers fans, you know, if this happens, you know, Panthers fans are going to get on Reddit and they're going to be like, why did we take a quarterback? We just traded three picks for Sam Darnold. Why did we take Trey Lance? He hasn't played in a year. Why did we take Trey Lance? He hasn't played against Power 5 competition. Like, you know, all the reasons that everyone gives on the internet, blah, 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 whatever. But, I mean, you give him a bit of time. Like, it's not going to be something where he's going to be able to come out and just transform the way your team looks. That's just not how it is. But in a year, I mean, I'm just saying, he could be really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. If he's there, you know, why not you take him? You can't justify not taking him when your starting quarterback is Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold was one of the worst quarterbacks last year. So you can't really justify not taking him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. For the ninth pick, got the Broncos. And I have linebacker Mike Par Micah Parsons 
going to the Broncos. I read somewhere that the Broncos, since their 2015 Super Bowl run, 2015-2016, that defense now has six NFL, like the six of those starters that were on that defense are not even in the NFL anymore. I think sad. That's like crazy to think that wasn't, that's what almost six years ago now. But I think that what you really look, or yeah, it is six years ago or five or six years, something like that. I can't count, but whatever. I think that the Denver Broncos need to build up their defense again. I mean, I still think a lot of that team is just going to ride on how good of a year is Drew Locke going to have. And Mm -hmm. really he's, He's the key to that team. Obviously, there's a lot of different moving parts that need to be helped. And I think that taking Micah Parsons could be a huge help for him and trying to re in trying to rebuild that defense to be, you know, great again. But I mean, I also I don't really know, you know, the Broncos could trade down in this. I know we didn't include trades on this, but we'll see. I don't think the Broncos are gonna pick a QB because one the Broncos I don't, could also trade up which we didn't include either, but I, like maybe. I could see it. I could see a team like the, like the lions trading down to where the Broncos are going from seven to nine. I could see a team, you know, like the dolphins maybe trading down. I mean, like I said, we didn't include trades in this, but there there's a lot of different things that could happen. Remember Chris side note before last year, people thought that drew lock was going to win the MVP. Remember that? Oh man. What a oh, time. what a time. I mean, I just, he really needs to have a good off season this year, but kind of going back to this, I think that Micah Parsons, if he's there for the Broncos, um, assuming this is the way that it looks, take him up that upgrade, that defense, try to get something good going again for that, for that side of the ball. And ride on drew lock for the other side of it yeah i mean like you said it's all gonna hinge on if drew lock finally puts it together or if he's very bad once again because he was not good last year mm-hmm. and i was laughing the whole year at everyone that was like drew lock is gonna shock the nfl and win mvp and i was just like hey, okay <laughs> didn't happen because Yes, it wasn't going to happen regardless. I mean, Drew Locke isn't going to, you know, overpower the Patrick Mahomeses and the Aaron Rodgers of the world. But I have Micah Parsons being picked at 9-2 for the Broncos. Uh, Like you're talking about, the Broncos defense went from the best to mediocre and really not that long of a time. They went from, you know, getting the Super Bowl win against the Panthers, cries, Um, to, you know, kind of mediocrity, which is sad. But Micah Parsons was very good for Penn State. Super talented, you know, anchor of your defense kind of guy, cornerstone kind of guy. I think that if he's there, you know, you can't justify passing him. I mean, I get that the Broncos have a lot of needs, you know, whether it be trading up for a quarterback, trading down for more picks, whatever it may be. But if they don't do any trades at all, I think that Michael Parsons would be a really good pick here. I know he didn't play last year because of COVID and everything. And, you know, the players that choose not to play because of COVID have kind of gotten some hate because people are like, well, what if they're not good anymore? They haven't played for a whole year, which, you know, I get that. You have a guy who's really good, doesn't play for a year. 
you know, we see it in the NFL, you know, you have guys that are super good hold out for a year and then they come back and they're just not good. Not that that's the exact same in college football, but you know, I see the argument, I see what they're saying, but I still think that Micah Parsons is going to be really good. And I think that they have to take him at nine. Honestly, the fact that he could potentially fall to nine at all is kind of crazy because he was really good. So I think this could be a steal pick for the Broncos also, but I mean, we'll see. I think he could be really good in their defense though, but yeah, I have him too. All right. And for the number 10 pick, our last pick we've got here, the Cowboys. I've got them picking Patrick Sertain the second, a cornerback. And I mean, reason being Cowboys, the Cowboys need defensive help. Their secondary was bad. Their whole defense was bad last year. At one point, I believe it was an all, excuse me, an all time bad at one point last year. And so America's team. mm -hmm. So I really think that they're going to have to upgrade that secondary. And I think drafting a, a cornerback is a good way to start. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I have Sertain going here as well. I think that they could take, you know, a wide variety of defensive players. If the Broncos don't take Micah Parsons, you could take Micah Parsons, pair him up with Leighton Vander Esch. That would be good, but not really the biggest need on their defense, right? They need secondary bad. Last year was rough. It was really bad. They need secondary I could see them going with J.C. Horn here. He's really good, too. Um, potentially Caleb Farley also. But I still think that they're going to go with Sertain because Sertain was just so good last year. He's a super talented player. He could anchor a secondary in his first year. He's polished, played at Alabama, already kind of knows you know, how to be a professional and how to operate within you know organizations that have a lot of you know, prestige and a lot of power, just like Alabama did. I mean, going from Alabama to the Cowboys is like going from one powerhouse to another, right? So I think that, you know, he's going to go there and that that's going to be a really good pick for them. You know, there's been all this controversy. You know, Jerry Jones was like, I really like Kyle Pitts. And the whole NFL world was like, Jerry, why are you like this? Which I get it. They need a tight end. But you already have Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, and Ezekiel Elliott, and all the rest of them, you don't need offense. If Jerry Jones somehow trades up and takes Kyle Pitts over someone in the secondary, that's just dumb. So hopefully that doesn't happen, and he takes defense like he should. But if any team was going to trade up to take a position they don't need, it would be the Cowboys. All right. There you have it, our top 10 picks for our mock drafts. I think it'll be an interesting one and very excited to see what happens on Thursday. But for sure. One last thing before we go, we do have a hot take of the week, Chelsea, do we not? We do, courtesy of my coworker, actually, Sam. Shout out to Sam for providing me this hot take for this week. But this week we got Najee Harris will go top 10 to the Dolphins. Whoa, that is pretty crazy. That is a spicy hot take. So let's, you know, take a peek at his reasoning. He was talking about how you could look at the Dolphins draft history. You know, they have a tendency to take offensive skill positions way too early. 
He listed a couple of players as examples, including wide receivers Ted Ginn and Devontae Parker, who, looking at their careers, I mean, both have been solid, but they haven't been generational players or wide receiver ones or anything, not true wide receiver ones. So, I mean, they've both kind of been mediocre, but he was also talking about how the Dolphins, they need a running back. That's true. The Dolphins, they do need a running back, but the Dolphins have two first round picks. So I don't know why they would take a running back at six when they have two first round picks. But yeah, that's what he thinks. He thinks that not Travis Etienne, but that Najee Harris is going to go top 10 to the Dolphins. And honestly, wouldn't surprise me if this happened because that would be something the Dolphins would do. But what do you think, Chris? What position is Miami picking at again? We've got them at six. Uh, six. We've got, well, we've got them at six, but what's the other one? I'm uh, dumb. I'll and look don't it. Rem- nah, I'll look it up and refresh you. Okay. All well, right. What do you well, think of this hot take? Um, doable, but it's, I mean, Najee Harris was very good for Alabama. The question is like, I mean, I think the Dolphins will take a skill position player. I, I don't really Number doubt 18. That. Number they 18? They have six and 18. I mean, honestly, like, cause we've got Najee Harris and we've got ETN in this draft, two very good running backs or very two pro very two very good prospects coming out so it's like you could see one of them at 18 potentially there i don't know both maybe i running backs i mean some of them get picked highly definitely it really depends running backs can be all over the board but those two one of those two or both of them could be there at your pick so i think for the dolphins i mean you could you know just wait on that i do think um their running back last year um, wasn't he didn't do bad. I think that there's a little bit of um, I don't know, like he wasn't. I don't know if he, you know, Gaskin. He wasn't, he wasn't a superstar. No, but like he and he actually did pretty well. I think it's just interesting to see what the Dolphins will do. I definitely think they're gonna be taking skilled players. I think that Kyle Pitts makes sense for them as far as for their receiving core um i mean then again the running back can help a lot in that matter too we'll just have to see i think this is a fair um hot take this is this makes sense from sam here but i'm just not sure i personally think that they will go with kyle pitts you know i think they'll want a receiving option in a tight end but running back make makes sense. So we will see what they do. I do think they should get a running back this year, no matter, you know, I don't know what that'll look like if they're looking to sign one in free agency, trade for one, draft one. I don't know, but I think having an extra running back is never really hurtful, especially when you only have kind of, one, you know, obviously they have other running backs, but having two solid ones can be pretty helpful. So I think we'll just have to see. I I can see this hot take, though, making some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't deny that the Dolphins definitely need to run any back. You know, no hatred on Miles Gaskin. Like, he was fine. But he's not, you know, a guy who's going to be able to carry the ball 20 times a game. You know, he's not a guy who can do, you know, carry the ball, you know, three downs. 
three downs, three downs. You know, he is a really good running back. I mean, maybe not really good, but he's good enough to start and he wasn't terrible last year. So I definitely think they need a running back. Um, I think that it'll be interesting to see where Najee Harris goes because I know that the Steelers apparently really like Najee Harris. Mm. So we'll so we'll see if Najee Harris even makes it to the Dolphins' second first-round pick. But I don't think Najee Harris is going to be taken at six regardless of you know their draft history of taking position players. I just don't think it's going to happen because I think they can get someone better um, overall at six in Kyle Pitts. Not that Najee is bad, but you know, Kyle Pitts is really, really good. So I think that they're still going to take him at six, but I could definitely see them taking Najee Harris at their second first round pick for sure. Cause I mean, they need a running back and I don't, I, you know, I don't think they'll take him at six, but I think they could take him. And I mean, imagine being the Dolphins going into the first round and being like, we're going to help Tua and then taking Kyle Pitts and Najee Harris. I mean, I think you did your job, right? (laughs) That's what you do in the first round, like success, like you did well. So regardless, I think that, you know, there's a chance that he definitely goes there. Um, But we'll just have to see, honestly, it'll just be very interesting to see where he goes and to see how he performs as well. But I can definitely see, you know, the logic and the statistics behind this for sure. But I still got him not going at six. I just, I think Kyle Pitts is too good to not take. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. I think that's all we got for today's episode. So Chelsea, you want to close us out? Yeah, for sure. So thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Tune back in next Wednesday for more content. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at underscore LC football underscore. Instagram at Launch Codes Football and on Facebook and YouTube at Launch Codes Football. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Happy draft day. <laughs>